You are listening to Conservation Nation, an optimistic and open-minded podcast that investigates and interviews interesting individuals in the fields of production, agriculture, conservation, and natural resources. Join co-hosts Shauna Copran and Tiffany Martin once a month as they discuss conservation topics, practices, and strategies. This is episode two of Conservation Nation. I'm Shauna Copran, District Manager for the Perkins County Conservation District. And I am Tiffany Martin, the Natural Resource Specialist for the Northwest area of South Dakota. Today we are talking to Jen Lutz, a private lands wildlife biologist for the Bird Conservancy of the Rockies, who specializes in grassland birds. Jennifer grew up in rural California in the heart of cattle country. She went to the University of California Davis for three years and transferred to the University of Alaska Fairbanks, where she graduated in 2013. Jennifer went to graduate school at South Dakota State University in Brookings, which is where she first was exposed to grassland birds. She now lives in Rapid City, South Dakota with her fiance, Mike, and their two dogs. Hello, Jen, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me on. I guess the first thing that we want to know and to ask you is uh, what exactly is the Bird Conservancy of the Rockies? Yeah, so we're actually a nonprofit that conserves birds and their habitats through science, education, and stewardship. Our headquarters are located in Colorado, and our work radiates from the Rockies to the Great Plains, Mexico, and beyond. We monitor and research birds to inform conservation efforts. We also offer opportunities for people of all ages to connect with nature, and we work with ranchers and other landowners on projects to enhance habitat for birds and other wildlife on their land. That's awesome. And what exactly do you do with the Bird Conservancy of the Rockies? So I work closely with NRCS and other partners to enhance um, wildlife habitat for private lands. So this usually involves um, some farm bill dollars, but it not necessarily always does. That's very cool. And what grassland birds are common in this area? And is there anything unique about them? Oh, there's a lot of grassland birds, um, but my personal favorite is the horn lark, but there's also the chestnut colored longspur, the long-billed curlew, lark bunting. Like I said, there's a bunch. And I would say what's unique about them um, is how they respond to different grazing pressures, like I mentioned earlier, which is, like I said, pretty cool. Awesome, that, that's great. Why is it important to protect these species? So the grassland suite of birds is the most declining percentage of birds in the whole suite of different types of birds. And for a lot of them, this is their last stronghold. So this is their primary area to come and nest and they don't exist anywhere else in the world. Wow, that's pretty crazy to think about. Are there any common like misconceptions about these birds? Yeah, you know, I think that the biggest misconception is if you're trying to conserve these birds, that you're sacrificing grazing lands to do so, which is totally not the case. As a matter of fact, grazing cattle is very important in grassland bird conservation. You can't have one without the other. They kind of go hand in hand. Awesome. And um, what types of practices that you mentioned, especially with considering cattle, what types of these practices do you help implement on producers' land, and how exactly do they benefit these grassland birds? So any practices that help to better control grazing actually help benefit grassland birds. 
So we're talking about cross fencing, pipeline and tanks, um, and those tanks also include wildlife escape ramps. Those are the large ones. We also take croplands and turn it back into grazing lands, which is super important as well. Talked a little bit about the farmers and whatnot. So what about the bird enthusiasts? When and where would be the best time to watch for grassland birds? So the time would be now through about mid-June. These birds are just now starting to show up. Um, in a couple weeks, they'll, they'll be everywhere. Why should people care about what happens to these birds? I really think it depends on who you are. I mean, there's many different reasons why you should care about birds. One of them is that most people enjoy being able to hear and appreciate birds. Another reason um, is because of the ecosystems that they provide. And like I said before, some people should care about them as they are excellent rangeland habitat indicators. So there's lots of different reasons. It really just depends on who you are and what you're looking for. So if we have an amateur bird watcher, such as me, I know what a robin looks like, and that's a, my main one, and a bald eagle, of course. Uh, <laughs> what is a common species that they would be able to identify, and what should they be like looking for on a species? Maybe just describe your favorite species. So I think that the number one grassland bird that most people will be able to identify is the western meadowlark. Um, it has a very loud song and it has a bright yellow chest with a black almost necklace collar around it. The nice thing about meadowlarks is that they aren't shy. They're pretty common in western South Dakota and you can watch them for a significant amount of time because they're, they're, like I said, they're not shy. They're not, they're out there singing their hearts out. My favorite grassland bird, however, is the hornlark, which if I go to describe it to you, sounds a little bit more like the western meadowlark. However, it's, it's a little bit more shy. It doesn't sing as much and you usually see it before you can hear it. Well, I know this question isn't on the list, but how did you come to, you know, enjoy birds and how did you get into this field exactly? So actually growing up, I was terrified of birds. I went and did my master's project and I when I was exposed to this project and offered this project and they said it includes birds what do you know about birds and I said pretty much nothing <laughs> I got my first exposure to birds through my through my master's project and from there I just grew to appreciate birds and decided to apply for this job and I'm two and a half years in and now I get to work with them all the time, which is pretty neat. So what was your master's project on? My master's project is about winter patch grazing in Western South Dakota and birds responses to it. So what we did is we took, we had four different pastures and in each pasture we had a control area and then we had a, depending on the year, because a fire went through my project, but we had um, a patch burn area and a winter patch grazed area. And we tried to, we tried to see what, what the bird's responses to each of those patches were. Wow, that's super interesting. So did you have any, what were your results? Are you guys done or? We're, we are done. Yep. So like I said, um, we kind of had to make it up the second year and figure out what we were going to do because a big fire came through the cottonwood fire came through our yeah our, came through our site but what we discovered is that basically our patches weren't big enough the birds responded to the burnt areas very well 
and our patch graze area, they only kind of responded to it. They responded very well. We had two different producers that we went out on their land and implemented this as well. And actually the one of them that we had the second year, the birds responded very well to it. And he had much bigger patch sizes than we did at the home range. So was there specific birds that you guys were focused on or just grassland birds in general? So we were focused on grassland birds in general. We were looking for, you know, the birds that like the shorter stuff in our winter grazed area. And then the birds that like the more medium stuff, because this, this project has been going on for about five years. So we had different structures. So we were hoping that the birds that like those different types of structures we would find in that patch. That's actually really interesting. So you work as a bird biologist. If there were kids that were interested in getting into a similar job or even just into the field, what would your suggestion be for them? That's a really great question. Um, There's plenty of online stuff right now due to the pandemic. And actually, Bird Conservancy of the Rockies has a whole suite of online bird education programs that they're doing right now through our education team. If the kids are a little bit older, I would say, you know, Game Fish and Parks has a few openings that come up that they go out and bird, or we are planning on having some birding tours in the not too distant future here and just, you know, have your ears open. Um, There's always stuff going on. So what exactly are the bird what what are they yeah like what exactly like what will you guys be doing is it a whole day thing um will you have like speakers and like uh is it for any everybody even if you like are people who are you know birders and people like myself who know nothing about birds yeah so it really is for everyone so the one that we're actually working on right now is we are planning to um So what you do is you go out with someone who knows what they're doing and you typically have binoculars. And like I said, it's for anyone from little kids to adults, novice to experts. And you just walk around and start identifying birds. And if you see something neat or or if you need help identifying something, you know, there's people there to help you. And typically, like I said, there's a lead and they go through however long the bird tour is going to last. It's usually in the morning. um, And then in the afternoon, we were going to go ahead and make bird boxes. So we don't have a date planned for that yet, but um, that's what we're hoping to happen here pretty soon in the summer. For listeners who don't know, what is a bird box? So what it is, it's it's a birdhouse is all it is. Um, But there's lots of different species that, you know, utilize them. They can have them in their backyards or landowners like to put them up there for owls and all sorts of different birds can use them. So they're really, really handy things to have. So on the bird tours, is that just for fun or is there like a reason? I think you guys record the data from that, don't you? No, we don't record the data from it. Um, There's certain birding events that they do record data, but this would not be one of them. Um, And then Bird Conservancy, they have their own thing where they um, record the birds that they see. And typically technicians do that and they have um, 
certain landowners that they go to and, you know, certain spots that they have to go to. Nice. So I thought it was very interesting. I actually saw the article you wrote about your uh, fear of birds. You want to talk a little bit more about that and basically about the article and how somebody that's scared of birds ended up working with birds? <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm I'm still pretty scared of birds. I'm going to say that. <laughs> but as an employee of Bird Conservancy, you know, we're encouraged to go ahead and write blogs, articles for them. And I was actually at our retreat last year and they said it was this teamwork building game. And they said, find someone who shares, you know, the passion of birds like you do and I thought I was going to be by myself well no there were two other people that (laughs) it was it was the communications manager and the was one of them and I started talking to him and I'm like I don't like birds they scare me (laughs) and he's like you know that would make a great blog article so I decided to sit down and finally write it And um, like I said, you know, my master's project is really when I started to take notice of birds and I had to go through a couple classes in order to be able to identify these birds by sight and sound. And yeah, since then, it's just been a passion for me. And like I said, I'm still scared of birds, but I, I enjoy them for, you know, the from a distance. I enjoy them holding. I did. I was able to hold owls a few years ago and that scared me to death but it was a ton of fun and I think I could do it again (laughs) that's great how exactly is your and you kind of went over this before but how exactly is your position set up because you actually work in the government office but but you are actually you know part of this nonprofit. so how exactly is that dynamic set up yeah so I am a contractor for the government. And um, so we have like three different sections under um, Bird Conservancy of the Rockies, and it's stewardship, which is what I'm in, education, and science. And they do all the studying and produce papers and that sort of thing. So our stewardship, we partner with NRCS, Natural Resources Conservation Service, for those of you that don't know. And we we get placed in a NRCS office and we basically help them in turn for us to be there and to be working what we do. So I have lots of different hats that I wear every day. Some of them are to help NRCS with EQIP or CSP or CRP any of those. And then I have my Bird Conservancy hat where I write blog posts. If a listener was interested or wanted to learn more, who would they contact? And another side to that is like, if a producer, you know, after hearing this podcast, it's like, yes, this is something I want to do. Who would they contact? So there's actually in South Dakota, there is a website that you can go to. It's if you just search, if you just Google Habitat Advisors in South Dakota, it'll come up and you can find your Habitat Advisor and you can email them and see, you know, what you're interested in. On the other hand, um, you would be able to contact me. We plan on having some bird tours this summer and I can definitely get you on the list. I can also get you in contact with other people doing bird tours or if you're a landowner 
and interested in like infrastructure and stuff like that, I can definitely help you out there too. Is there anything else that you would like to add? I just want to thank you for letting me be here today. It's been great. Yeah, thank you for coming on. We uh, really enjoyed talking to you. Same here. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Conservation Nation. Please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. If there is a conservation topic that you would like discussed on our next episode, please reach out and send us a message. We want to hear from you. Have a wonderful day and see you next time.